Welcome to the Iowa Journalist Podcast Series, brought to you by the University of Iowa School of Journalism and Mass Communications. Today, I sat down with Barbara Kinney, a photojournalist and former White House photographer during the Bill Clinton administration. All right, so you want to just kind of start off by telling us a little bit about you know who you are and what you do? Um, my name is Barbara Kinney. Um, I'm a photojournalist. Um, my background is... Uh, did a lot, I've done a lot of political photography. I was at the White House during the Clinton administration and uh, was campaign photographer on both Hillary campaigns. But I also go back to, uh, I worked at USA Today back in the, uh, when the paper first started. I've been a photo editor and photographer, photo editor at the Seattle Times. Worked a little bit for Reuters, um, bounced around, freelance, so. So how did you go from the University of Kansas, going to journalism school there, to being a White House photographer? Um, after I graduated from the university, I decided, you know, I'm a news photographer. I'm going to move to Washington, D.C. because that's where news happens. Mm -hmm. And so uh, two of my soror sorority sisters and I moved to D.C. And as I look back at it now, that was like kind of crazy because I couldn't find a job. I didn't have any experience. Um, I stumbled around for two years, in, you know, working at a trade association and, and looking for a, a, a job elsewhere at a small newspaper someplace. Ended up getting a, a fell into this job uh, at a new newspaper that was starting up called USA Today. And, and that will date me and, and age me. But I started at USA Today a week before the first pa paper was published. Oh. So did that for six years, decided I, I was mostly a picture editor and I really wanted to shoot. And so I quit to freelance. Um, and I was freelancing for five years when a friend of mine who had uh, been working on the Clinton campaign back in 92 and uh, was in on the transition team for the White House called me as I, as I was freelancing, called me and said, what are, you, what are you doing this week? We've got this job uh, to follow Hillary Clinton during the week of inauguration. So the transition team needed a photographer to be with her. The campaign photographer was going to be with the president to be and so it was like yeah I can do that and um, so I ended up with Hillary all that week of inauguration and 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 uh, I, I always say that I I went from having two random parties to shoot as a freelancer that inauguration week to literally riding the motorcade into the White House wow. <laughs> during the parade and it just it, it uh, evolved into a full-time job so what's it like getting such close access to like the most powerful office in the world like for six years too like is it something like you do you like get used to it is there still always that kind of like shock like i'm like in like the white house like taking pictures of the president both both it, you go back and forth between you know i'm in the oval office shooting a meeting but all i really want to do is go to lunch what time is it da, 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 da. and then you know you have to pinch yourself and go you know i'm i'm standing next to you know president clinton and boris yeltsin who at that time was you know uh, president of Russia um, and uh, you know I'm in the same room with Mother Teresa and and just am amazing uh, people but then also you're covering you're in the room when decisions are being made that affect the world so it's a little bit like you got to pinch yourself but then also I'm in there doing my job and my job is to try and get a photograph that depicts what's going on. And, and, and so you got to lose yourself in that. So, you know, I'm worrying about being quiet, um, moving around the room, or my camera set properly, am I in focus, you know, so sometimes I, I wouldn't even hear what was, what was being said. So it's a little of both. Um, I, I do say, though, there was one day that um, I didn't walk into the 
White House, the West Wing, where that I wasn't like, wow, <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty cool. So, like, what's some like the coolest stuff that you were able to like witness and experience working in the White House for all that time? Uh, um, there's so much. I mean, uh, just I remember, and, and I actually got not famous, well, kind of a famous photo that came out of it, but. Uh, back when the Mideast uh, peace accords were being discussed, and we had Isaac Rabin, uh, Yasser Arafat, um, uh, Hazim Mubarak, King Hussein, everybody was at the White House, and we're, you know, they're all in the, in the Oval Office, and you, you just you know, couldn't, you didn't know which way to look or which way, because there was all these different conversations going on, and, and uh, you had all these important people, and it was just like sort of this amazing thing, and, and uh, I ended up taking a photograph um, that um, of all of those world leaders straightening their ties at the same time, right before they were announced out into uh, a press conference, and so that just you know exploded and, and, and has been all over the world and and kind of kind of gave me my you know 15 minutes of fame, I guess. So, but th- I mean, there was just so so many people asked me what was the most incredible experience while I worked at the White House, that, and it's hard to answer because there were so many and so so many uh, places we got to visit, countries. Um, so it's kind of hard to pin it down to one thing. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, we the first podcast we did was the Washington Post reporter who went here, mm-hmm. and she was saying she goes on Air Force One and all this stuff, and she was in uh, Korea when Trump walked over. And it's like North oh, Korea, wow. and so she was, like, standing there, like, witnessing all this. And I was yeah. like, that can only, yeah. like, I can only imagine how, like, insane that is to just witness and like know that you're like a part of yeah history yeah and 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 you kind of don't it gets back to what i was saying earlier you you don't really realize it at the moment because you're doing your job i'm sure she was like part of her saying this is really cool uh to be here but i better pay attention to what i'm doing because i've got to get the facts straight and you know the photographers are doing the same trying to get that picture that's gonna you know say, say it all so uh, it's a little bit later where you go, you, you know, as I look back through my pictures now, it's sort of, wow, I can't believe I was mm-hmm. there. <laughs> so how did you end up becoming the official photographer for Hillary Clinton's campaign in 2016? You said you did her first one in 2008, too? Yeah, yeah. So so I was working at the Seattle Times in 2008 or 2007 when, when the campaigns were, were uh, starting up, and she was said she was going to run for president. So I started basically lobbying her staff, the people that I knew from my White House days, that, you know, this is in, in historic. We need to document it. Um, uh, she's comfortable with me. She knows me. I, you know, this wasn't uh, in 2008, which is different from 2016, and and now, primary candidates didn't have their own photographers because you know there wasn't really a need for them in, until the, the digital social media world started happening. So anyway, I, I lobbied and lobbied and lobbied to get on 2008, and they finally called me right. Uh, a week before the Iowa caucuses to say, can you come to Iowa? We need you. So I spent the last week, December, first week of January, covering the Iowa caucuses and then uh, ended up going back to my job in Seattle, got laid off. I actually wasn't working at the time, so I was working for a startup. So uh, got laid off from the startup, which is normal, and um, was free. So got back on the campaign and just went that whole way. And um, then... 2015 comes around there were still you know rumors that she was going to run more than rumors but um they called me and said you know we have a staff position now for a photographer so that's how the role has evolved from Mm -hmm. just being you know 
taking random pictures when, when I could make it on the campaign to actually being a full-time job. Right. And now the candidates, all of them, I mean, you know, uh, I, I don't think they all have staff photographers, but... I know a couple of Booker had a photographer. A good friend of mine's on the Biden uh, campaign as a, as a staff photographer. Elizabeth Warren has somebody on retainer. So it's this has now become kind of a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. I mean, they feel like just even being on social media, like I always just see ads for yep. even if I don't follow a candidate, like I see ads for them. And there's so many pictures and there's Lots so many pictures. different videos. Like it just becomes so different. And like I have it here. It's kind of like the 2016 election. Like was a super interesting time. Like the way that social media became like such a big part of it like the first time we ever saw anything so yeah and and the same with videographers you know Mm -hmm. we we didn't have a videographer back in 2008 maybe somebody would come out when they wanted to do an ad but we had a full-time videographer traveling with us um so yeah things have changed it's great for for photographers yeah Mm -hmm. Um, there's a lot of opportunity i feel like yeah what kind of so what kind of advice would you have for you know photojournalists and aspiring photographers who want to get their work published and they kind of want to do like the kind of work that you do and like what's like the best place to start um i think in general and this is something that i didn't do and i wish i would have is uh start doing internships you know and i think when you're in college obviously that's the time to do them doing summer internships at newspapers or or companies that you know that uh that that use use photojournalism but the newspapers is where you're really going to get your uh, uh experience and uh and meet people you and you'll meet people that are working at newspapers and are doing internships at places um that will help you later on in your career because people obviously move on from paper to paper and and uh um so i always say i wish i would have done more internships i always went when i was in college home to indiana where, where i'm from to sort of uh kind of be with my my mother and and uh you know i, I did a internship with our local newspaper but i you know i really wish i would have done a little bit more of of that because you just get a great experience under your belt um you know i think that you know we all know the newspaper industry is 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 suffering um and there may not be as many staff jobs um but um I think with the online media that's popping up, things like Politico, Politico, Axios, places like that, I think they utilize photographers a little bit more. I know Politico does. Uh, uh, people uh, have been shooting uh, for their, their stories. So I think there's opportunities. Um, it's just different from when I was mm-hmm. just got out of school because the newspapers is where you went. So there are now all sorts of different media. So I'm I'm hoping there are a lot more opportunities for photographers. Yeah. So I was going to ask, how do you think like the accessibility of the internet and social media will help or hurt photojournalist careers? Well, initially, uh, everybody that I worked with, all the photographers, when we were in D.C., it's like, oh my God, this you know this this is going to kill photojournalism. To you know, and when I was in Seattle, it's going to kill photojournalism. All this uh, iPhone photography mm-hmm. and ev- you know. Uh, uh, newspapers were giving iPhones uh, uh, to reporters go out and shoot your your stories and and that I thought was the trend but I think that people soon realized quality you needed the quality and you needed a pro- professional photographer or a real photographer to do that work and, and, and the same with videography um, for a while still photographers were doing both and i think some still photographers enjoyed doing video but uh, newspapers soon realized i think that you've got to have somebody who's completely dedicated to being the videographer and so 
uh, I think that's that makes for more opportunities um, for in our industry. So I think that rather than hurting photojournalism, I think it's helped it because there are more outlets to shoot for. Um, you can self-publish. You can get stuff out there. I mean, you know, b back before the internet, the only pe way people saw your work is if it was published, mm -hmm. you know, in a magazine or a newspaper. Well, now, you know, you just need it's Instagram now. Exactly, exactly. And I do think that the quality of work uh, rises above the quantity, and so there's so much great photojournalism happening right now. Um, Hopefully, people are getting paid for it. That's you know, that's mm -hmm. <laughs> that's another thing. But um, at least there are great outlets to get your work out there. Yeah, for sure. And I was gonna say, like we were just talking about that, like about giving out iPhones. Like the iPhones now, you can take like really nice pictures, but it's not the same as like a high quality camera with a high quality lens that really just like exactly. focuses on like a single image. Like exactly. it's not, it doesn't have the same power. Yeah, it's yeah, it doesn't yeah, mm -hmm. it's not great in low light. It's not good for action. Mm -hmm. you know I mean. And like a video too, like you can record like a nice video, but like a well-made video just looks like so nice. And especially like if you're putting on like social media, like yeah. really well-made videos like do really well on social media. Mm -hmm. um, so I think I got time for this one. Uh, so what's the most important lesson you learned during your time at the White House? And what's the most important lesson you've learned throughout your career? Hmm. Um, most important lesson. Well, I think that um, you not only have to be a good photographer or in whatever you do, a good reporter, or, um, you also have to learn to deal with people. And, um, you know, I, when I grew up, I was pretty shy and, you know, really couldn't talk to anybody. And, 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 uh, photography has sort of brought out my personality a little bit more because you're forced to have to talk to people, right? And, and, and I go into a situation and I have to, you know, suddenly, you know, strike up a rapport with somebody in order to take their their photograph. So I think that learning to talk and deal with all sorts of different people uh, has been a great lesson. I think working with people, I'm, you know, still working with people I worked with in the White House back in, you know, 1995 um, and keeping those relationships healthy and good and, and uh, that will get you a long way, I guess I... I if if you if how how it's best to say this, um, um, just being a good person and somebody that uh, people can rely on and count on and be loyal to, I think that uh, that goes a long way. Um, you've always heard that you never burn your bridges, mm -hmm. and that's really smart because you will run into these people later on. And if it weren't for the relationships that I had uh, maintained from my early years. It, even before the White House, but during the White House, wouldn't have got me, th those relationships got me on the both Hillary campaigns. And I have a long you know, relationship now with the Clintons and with the staff that have been around them. And so it's, you know, it's like kind of like a family. So I guess just, you know, being a good person, maintaining good relationships um, has been a real l lesson for me, you know? And it doesn't mean I was always like the nicest mm -hmm. person in the world. I've, I'm known for having my, you know, sort of little arguments with people, but you know, that happens and, um, and. Uh, oh, so I, that I guess is like, what was the most important lesson you've learned throughout your career? Yeah, t I don't know, for phot photographers out there, I, I would just uh, uh, recommend always looking at other people's work. You know, um, 
you can learn a lot by looking through magazines and well, now on the internet, uh, uh, different sites, photographer sites, seeing other people's work, you know, maybe not necessarily copying work, but l seeing what you like and trying to, to, to emulate that, you know, um, because back to iPhones and, and, and the internet, everybody's a photographer these days, which is a little bit frustrating. Um, but there are a lot of really good photographers out there, you know, a lot of competition. So I just say keep looking at people's work um, and um, figure out the style that you that you want to emulate and, you know, experiment. Um, but, yeah, look at people's work. There's a lot of good people out there. All right. Well, I think that's uh, I think that's good. We're at like 17 minutes so. Perfect. Thank you for coming on. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more about the School of Journalism and Mass Communications, you can find us at clas.uiowa.edu backslash sjmc backslash, and you can subscribe to us on your favorite podcast network. See you next time.